This is section 72 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Interview. Vancouver, British Columbia, August 19, 1895. Read by John Greenman. A reporter mentioned the inability of some people to see the point of a joke. Mark Twain took off from there. When you have a crowded house, some subtle magnetic influence seems to permeate the atmosphere so that the recognition of the speaker's intention by the audience is unanimous it often happens that when one is telling a joke to three or four listeners only one will perceive its meaning but with a large auditory it is invariably the large majority the depressing influence of a small audience is due to several causes. In the first place, the individual members of that audience feel sorry for the lecturer. Mentally, they put themselves in his position and sympathize with him. Such is the charitable disposition of most people. But should the lecturer become scared and rattled, their attitudes change from sympathy to contempt and contempt is fatal the sympathetic attitude is hard to fight against and the ability to do so comes only with experience personally some of my most enthusiastic audiences have been small ones many years ago i delivered a lecture in st louis the hall was a very large one with a seating capacity of about a thousand persons i believe no galleries but every seat occupying the same level the night was terribly stormy and there were perhaps eighty people in the hall and with that exception a vast acreage of chairbacks confronted me the feeling of a lecturer at such junctures should not be despondent every man's presence should be regarded as an individual compliment if there are only fifteen people present there are fifteen compliments and it surely is not necessary to multiply a compliment by fifteen in order to appreciate it i requested everybody to come forward and sit in a solid phalanx it was like lecturing to the disciples on the edge of the sahara but i started off and instead of lecturing for an hour and a half only I kept it up for more than two hours. Among my auditory, as I afterwards learned, was H. M. Stanley, who took down the lecture in shorthand. The subject of hotels came up, particularly changes in lighting systems. Formerly, when staying at some hotel, I would enter my bedroom and find the gas jet turned down, as I thought, and feeling inclined for a read and a smoke i would attempt to turn it up only to find that the flame was at its maximum sometimes i would complain and solicit an amelioration of affairs then the hotel people had recourse to a trick which i soon became aware of and which has never deceived me since a waiter would put on a pair of overalls and pretend to be an engineer or a plumber or some such thing he would tinker with the gas as long as i remained at the hotel but never improved it as far as i could see 
consequently i found it useful to travel with a wax candle and when the electric light was introduced into hotels i was among the first to rejoice but commencing at some point the exact position of which is ambiguous and proceeding westward the hotels seemed to be concerned with the spirit of economy the electric light is only turned on at a certain hour in the evening and no matter how dark or foggy the day may be so dark that even those who dwelt in egyptian darkness would find it impossible to see unless otherwise provided you cannot obtain artificial light so even now my wax candle has been of use to me end of interview read by john greenman